Beloved, thank you once again for joining me on today's broadcasts. Today we are going to look at the subject of effective and effectual fervent prayer. It sounds like a monumental, giant task. But because the Bible said so, it is doable. It is doable because it is the Lord who quickens us unto prayer. David prayed and said, God, quicken us so that we might call upon thee. Fervent prayer has to begin with you and I calling, seeking, going after the heart of God and asking him to quicken us, quicken us back unto prayer. Because, beloved, I'm going to be very honest with you, prayer is not easy. The enemy will come at you from every angle when you choose to pray. Because prayer is what gives God permission to interfere in the affairs of man. On one occasion, I heard a story of an occult grandmaster who was leaving the scene and he called his son and said to him, there are three groups of people you must avoid at all times. Number one are those who have a prayer life. They pray at all times. If Effectively, fervently, and very effectual. Stay away from them. Then he said, stay away from people who have scheduled prayer time. They have a covenant time they set apart to pray. Stay away from them. And thirdly, stay away from those who just have random prayer time. They are praying at all times. Every time you see them, they're speaking in tongues. They're saying something to God. Stay away from these three groups of people. You are fighting a loose battle against them. Now, this came from an occult grandmaster from the kingdom of hell. The other day, the conspirators against Daniel unveiled an unusual revelation unbeknown to them. They said to the king, let there be a law that nobody prays to any other god 
except to you for the next 30 days. Beloved, if Satan can keep you away from praying for 30 days, he would have accomplished his diabolical work. He would have accomplished his diabolical agenda. Oh, but brother, rise in prayer. Woman of God, rise in prayer. Catch this revelation. 30 days of not praying and calling upon God. Why would you even wait when God is waiting to hear your voice? Heaven is waiting for your voice. Why would you even miss out on sending your petition, your supplication? At times given, prayer of mercy, prayer of intercession. Why would you even want to wait? I charge you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to pray like never before. Pray when you feel like it. Pray when you don't feel like it. Pray when you are down. Pray when you are up. Pray at all times. For it is written, man ought always to pray and not to faint. It is written again. Pray without season. Now in the book of James, chapter number 5, beginning from verse number 16, it is written, Confess your faults one to another, and pray one for another that ye may be healed. Part of God's program to heal his people is for you and I to confess our sins not only to God, but to be able to go to a brother or a sister and say that I am sorry I was wrong. It brings healing according to the word of the Lord. It brings healing. It provokes healing. It provokes angels to do the bidding of his majesty to heal, to deliver, to restore, to lift up. Part of your healing is in your confession. The Bible says when we confess one to another, of course, when you sin, you confess to God. But when you have wronged a brother or a sister, you go to them and get it right. So that you are healed, your sins are forgiven, you are forgiven, so that you stop whatever agenda Satan has. When he began that offense anyway, The Bible says that after confession, your prayers become effectual. The Bible says that the effectual, fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much. 
Oh, praise God forever. It availeth much. It makes inroads. It breaks through demonic territory and darkness. It pierces every darkness of the wicked one. It finds its way before the throne of his majesty for answers to be poured out. Effective, effectual, fervent prayer. Elias was a man of like passion, subject to like passion. Everybody's prayer has been compared to the prayer life of Elijah. What a monumental task, but doable through Christ Jesus. For your prayer to be effectual and effective, the Bible says it has to mirror the kind of prayer that Elijah prayed. The prayer of Elijah was consistently based on the word, word-based prayer. Word-based prayer. In Isaiah 34 and verse number 16, the Bible says that every problem you have have a mate in the word. There is no problem or need or prayer petition you bring before God that does that will lack its mate in the word. God said, my mouth have spoken the scriptures. My spirit gathered it and will bring to pass what thou sayest the Lord. One of the reasons our prayers are not effective is because we pray from the mind. Soulish prayers. Too many of us have gotten into the habits of me prayers. Our prayers are full of me, 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 me. Jesus is our ultimate example. Yes, we have been, our prayers have been compared to the prayers of Elijah. The prayers of Elijah were not prayers of me, me, me. Elijah was committed to intercessory prayer, standing in the gap for a fallen generation, the nation of Israel. Every single prayer Elijah prayed was about the nation, the welfare of his people. God is calling us back to the place of intercession. The most effectual and fervent, effective prayer you will ever pray is the prayer prayed towards another. When you stand in the gap as an intercessor, 
Did you not know that Jesus left the scene 2,000 years ago? And yet the Bible says he ever lived to make intercession for you and I. What an awesome scripture. What an awesome scripture. What an awesome scripture. He ever lived. And one of the reasons why this is so is because men ought always to pray. Men, the species called men, they ought always to pray. Jesus came as a man and he left as a man. And because he left as a man, now he ever lived to continue the prayer of intercession. If the Son of God had to pray on earth to succeed and to continue in prayer in glory, why wouldn't you and I pray rather than doing things our own way and leaning on our own understanding? God intends for your prayers to be answered he intends for your effectual and fervent prayers to have a reward. But for that to happen, it has to be scripturally based. Search the scriptures. Find relevant scriptures regarding your situation. Produce Evidence from the word of God before the court of heaven where Satan has become an accuser, accusing you day and night. You cannot argue before the court of heaven in your own understanding. No, they don't understand that kind in fact. In fact, prayer does not even go up to heaven in the words that you speak. They go up as incense. They are collected in a bowl and poured upon the altar before God as incense. And God smells a sweet smell in several, like incense. It is time to lift up incense up to heaven. In the name of Jesus, begin to lift up incense. That will sway, outweigh, block and secure verdict in your favor. Let every verdict of demonic courts be overruled. I override every demonic verdict against your life. Rise up, beloved, back to the place of prayer. Pray like never before. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ, may the favor of God get a verdict that is favorable to deliver you from the demonic accusations of the wicked one. You cannot stop Satan from accusing. In fact, he even accuses your God. But thanks be to 
our heavenly advocate, Jesus, who paid the price. And now he stands us our advocates. And when Satan accuses you and you are able to bring up relevant scriptures in prayer, you say God is a just God. When you are accused, God has to do what the accuser. He has to look at the charges. But thanks be to God for the scriptures, for justification, for our defense upon it. Jesus, our advocate, who points the finger at Satan and points him to the blood. And points him to the finished work of the cross. Yes, you did it, but you are justified because of the blood. Because of the blood. Because of the blood. Because of the blood. Justified. Just as if you'd never sinned. But you must come in prayer. But you must come in prayer. In the mighty name of Jesus, let every demonic verdict, be it in demonic courts, satanic courts, be abetted, aborted, blocked, overruled, override, subdued, and overthrown by the favorable verdict of heaven. In your favor, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. May the Lord God hear your heart cry. May the books of remembrance be brought before the Lord and opened before him. To avert every demonic surprise. Joseph once told his brethren, you meant it for evil. But the Lord God has turned it around for good to preserve a posterity. They meant it for evil. Satan means to take you out. They wanted to take Joseph out. They called him the dreamer. Did you know that Satan is calling you the dreamer? But that which you are trusting and believing God for, so it is written, so shall it be done. It shall come to pass by the word of the Lord in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You were born a winner. God has not promised you any surprises, any defeats. He has only promised you success, victory, a hundred percent of the time. So arise, 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 arise back to the place of prayer. I cover you in the blood of Jesus. I cover you in the mighty name of Jesus. I cover you with the spirit of the Lord. I envelope you in the favor of God. I envelope you in his mercy. The very throne God sits upon to judge is known as the mercy seat. Did you not know that it is also written? 
that the foundation of his throne is mercy and justice and truth. I invoke the mercy of God on your behalf to rewrite the story of your life, to give you another chance and another chance and another chance and another chance again and again and again and again in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Till I come your way, God richly bless you. Stay upon the altar and don't allow the fire to go out. In Jesus' name, amen.